at some point, you have to call your customer to action, right? You have to ask for that commitment move into a relationship where they are actually your customer. But if you want to move into a relationship, you have to at some point. <laughs> Make a move. Yeah. Let's go. I'm about to start the show. Welcome to the Marketing Made Simple podcast, where we believe your marketing should be easy and it should work. I am your host, Dr. JJ Peterson, and I am joined by my co-host, April Sunshine Hawkins. Hi, Hi JJ. Good to see you. Hey, I think that we can all acknowledge that dating is hard, um, right? No yeah. matter what age, gender, <laughs> it's hard, right? Like just you really, it's difficult to date. Every time you go and you're getting ready to ask somebody out, you're putting yourself on the line a little bit. And um, I used to work at a university with college students, mm -hmm. multiple universities, actually. And I'd work with a lot of student leadership. So I got really close with a lot of students. And I would watch their dating lives. Oh, tell me <laughs> or more. Or let's go non-dating lives. Because <laughs> yeah. what would happen is, is they would meet somebody that they were interested in. Mm -hmm. And they would all of a sudden, like, start hanging out a little bit more and... They would do study dates in the library. They would eat lunch together in the cafeteria. And at some point, I'd be like, are, are you guys dating? No, 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 no. We're not dating. No. <laughs> no, no. What are you even talking <laughs> no, about? No, we're not dating. And then I'd say, you know, do you want to? And they'd kind of be like, well, you know, yes, <laughs> kind of. And so I'd say, well, why don't you ask them out? And they'd say, well, you know, we're, we've gone out for like lunch. And I'm like, no, you you met at the cafeteria with 20 of your friends. Like, that's not a date. It's it's time to like, you've been hanging out for a while now. It's time to actually ask this person out. Like, make it like, do you, if you want to relate. Now, if you just want to stay friends, that's fine. But if you actually want to move into a relationship, you have to at some point. <laughs> Make a move. Yeah. Let's go. Ask this person to coffee, to a movie, to dinner, you know, do something that signifies we're moving forward in the relationship. Yes. And it's the same with your marketing. At some point, you have to call your customer to action, right? You have to ask for that commitment, move into a relationship where they are actually your customer. Because for a while, you can kind of live in that ambiguity of like where you're learning about each other and trying to figure out, is this the right match? <laughs> you know, and kind of going through all of that. But at some point, you have to call them to action because when you do, that means that you know, it, when you call them to action and call them to commitment confidently, it means that you know that you can actually solve their problems. And up to this point in the podcast, we've been walking through the story brand framework, a marketing framework that powers this podcast and shows you exactly how to clarify your message by inviting customers into a beautiful story that makes them the hero with you as the guide, right? So we've talked about what the character wants. We've talked about how they have then encounter a problem that you solve, then positioning yourself as the guide, then offering them a plan. And now we're coming to call to action. That's the moment where you say, hey, it's time to buy. This is in every good story. There's a moment when the hero has to either accept or reject something. That's why bombs are in movies is because there's a moment that the hero has to act. If all of a sudden we see that there's a bomb that's going to go off and it's going to go off in 30 years, then people are like, yeah, 
I'm not, not really motivated. Not so urgent. Okay. Like there has to be a moment where the hero has to either step in or step out, right? They have to accept or reject kind of the movement forward. And so there's a timer that happens or a deadline that happens. Well, in your marketing, you have to call people to action because humans do not naturally want to act on their own. They don't want to move forward. And you have to have a moment in the story where you call them to action and say, it's time to move. It's time to move. We do not want you to be like these college students (laughs) that are not taking any action whatsoever. And so many of you out there are doing this and it's difficult. We we get it. It's difficult to put yourself out there. But so many of you are beating around the bush, trying to kind of ask for the sale and It's just not working for you. We see it time and time again. People are missing the call to action in their marketing. And that is huge. You need a strong call to action, like buy now, schedule an appointment, call now. We want something that really challenges people to take action. Things like learn more or if you have any questions, reach out. You know, those kind of things are not strong calls to action. So you need to decide what is the next step that you want your potential customer to take in order to do business with you. Because some people go, well, I I don't want people to buy from my website. So I don't want a buy now button on your website. Okay, but what do you want them to do? Do you want them to schedule an appointment? Do you want them to call you? What's the next thing? And here's a big key to this is this call to action needs to be everywhere. It absolutely does. And I know that some of you out there are still being really nervous about this. (laughs) I was talking with some people who read Building a Story Brand the other day, and they were doing a book club. And one of the members looked at me and said, I feel like I'm asking way too many times for the sale. I'm asking way too many times. I'm like, no, you are not, especially on your website. You've got to put that call to action everywhere because people are scanning. People are figuring out what they need to eat for dinner tonight and reading your website at the same time. And so you need to ask them again and again and again exactly what you want them to do so that they will take action. You need to think of the call to action button on your website like a cash register. If I go to the grocery store, there are typically, you know, like 15 cash registers at the front of the store. It's obvious where they are. We d- they're not hidden in the back in the restroom. You know, they're they're right up front. They're obvious. And the other thing is, if I'm just going into the store quickly and I don't have a lot of time and I get a gallon of milk and I go to the front and the lines are long, there's not enough cash registers working at the time. I'll put the milk back and leave because I was like, I don't need milk that bad. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to walk out. And people are doing the same thing on your website. If they can't find the cash register quickly, you know, that it's not just obvious and everywhere, they're going to move on. No matter where they are on your website, there needs to be a button on that section that people can click immediately. And here's the thing. A lot of us are nervous about that, right? Because you're putting yourself out there, like we talked about, putting yourself out there and you think, well, I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to come across as like a sleazy salesperson who's just like pushing people to buy, 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 buy. If you're concerned about being too pushy, 
I can promise you you're not. You're conscious of this, right? So you're aware. And if you're aware that you may be pushing people too far, I can promise you you're not. You need to have the direct call to action everywhere on your website, and you need to have it in your emails. You need to put it on your social media at different points. You need to put it everywhere so that people know what it is that you are expecting them to do in order to move forward to essentially enter into a relationship with you. And this is one of the most important things that we find with companies because so many of them don't have a call to action button on their website and it's not everywhere. And just by putting a call to action button everywhere on your website, you are going to make more money, period. And you don't even have to only put it on your website. It can be anywhere that you're marketing. (laughs) You've got to ask people to do the thing that you want them to do. And what JJ has been describing, and he said this, is called a direct call to action. Now, there is another type of call to action. It is called the transitional call to action. This is for those people who, all right, they know exactly what you want them to do. They know where the cash register is. They know exactly what button to press on your website to do business with you. They're not quite ready to press that direct call to action button. And so you want to give them a transitional call to action that will help set you up as a guide to help solve their problem. Yes. And this is another one of those things that a lot of companies don't have. Because when somebody comes to your website, they may not be ready to buy in that moment, but you want to maintain relationship with them. And so you need something on your website that you can give them that they will exchange an email for. Almost everyone out there is probably thinking, oh, well, I have a newsletter. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Newsletters? No. Don't they want to sign up for my newsletter? Do you know how many emails that you get a day? No, you don't want to sign up for everybody's newsletter unless that newsletter helps you in your life. Does it help you survive and thrive? Then absolutely I'm willing to sign up for that newsletter. And so the newsletter really needs a name. That's what it needs. And it needs to provide that value. The easiest thing you can create is a lead generating PDF. Yes. And a lead generating PDF is just something that offers value to your customer, to your hero, that leads them down their journey, helps solve a problem for them, gives them value, and positions you as a guide. So you're looking for something like uh, three mistakes to avoid that are costing you money or five tips on decorating your house that will get you more money at the sale or five things you're doing before you go to bed that are costing you sleep, right? Depending on what your business is, you're looking for tips and tricks or mistakes that people can avoid and putting that in the title so that people will download it. Now, here's the thing is all of us are getting emails all the time, right? (laughs) We're getting a lot of so many, so many emails. And so people go, well, does email still work? It does. The research actually shows that emails still are a very effective way. In some segments, it is the most effective way to continue to sell to your customer. So what you're looking for is to give them something that they will exchange an email for. We view emails as being worth about 5 to $10, right? Like that's how much I'm willing to 
part with my email for is if I can get something of value that I, I attribute to maybe five or $10 worth, right? If it's not of any value, I'm not giving my email. So you need to create something on your website, like a PDF that gives me value, overcomes problems for me, or gives me something that helps me in my journey. So a lot of people have, they go, well, I have a video on my website that explains what I do. That's a lead generator. No, it's not. Nobody's going to give you an email address for a video that explains what you do. That doesn't work. So a video that maybe offers tips and tricks, like a mini course, that's a great lead generator. Five-minute marketing makeover. That's what we do. We have, if you go to fiveminutemarketingmakeover.com, you can get three videos that actually help you overcome the problems that are in your marketing. So that's a lead generator for us. I'm pulling back the curtain a little bit. <laughs> yeah. saying like, you know, that's how we gather emails is we give value. So here's a couple things your lead generator needs to do. It needs to offer value. So that's one. Make sure that it's something that is valuable to your customer. Two, it needs to position you as the guide or the expert in your field. So you want to talk about how your experience you want to talk about how you've solved other people's problems. You want to talk about how maybe you are giving them a paradigm shift to solve problems differently than your competitor. But all of those will position you as the guide in their story. It gives you an expert space. And transitional calls to action lead to people taking the direct call to action. Yes. That is the goal. If you can paint yourself as the guide and somebody who can help them overcome their problems and you keep showing up in their inbox again and again and again and keep asking them to take that direct call to action, then eventually they will. And this works so well. In fact, at StoryBrand, we built our entire business off of transitional calls to action essentially promoting our lead generators, promoting our PDFs, promoting our podcasts, promoting our books, getting people to engage and offering value through those, then building that trust, and then people then ultimately bought from us. And so today you actually talked to Angie Schultz about this very thing. That's right. Angie's one of our StoryBrand certified guides. And of course, StoryBrand certified guys are the best marketers in the entire world that can help you clarify your message and figure out what is your direct call to action and what is your transitional call to action that will really uh, make a big difference and make your marketing work. And so in our conversation, we really unpack how Angie did this with one of her clients and what a huge difference it made. And we see this time and time again, there are just so many of you out there who don't have your call to action anywhere. So. I cannot wait for you to listen to this conversation with Angie Schultz so that you can get the practical tips you need to create direct call to actions that work. Angie Schultz, oh my goodness, thank you so much for joining us today. We go way, way back to the very first training here in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, welcome. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be with you, as always. You've worked with hundreds of clients at this point. I'm curious, what, where is your specialty lying these days? Yeah, it's really across the board. The common thread is that my clients love story brand. Uh, they've embraced it, but they don't know how to implement it on their own. So I work from nonprofits to pharmaceutical manufacturers to financial advisors and photographers and just across the board, but they all want 
story brand to work for them. And of course, you are perfectly suited to be our guide today to talk about call to action, this specific part of the framework that is so key and so important. Talk to us a little bit about the power of having a really clear call to action. Yeah. Call to action is so important. I'm so glad I get to talk about this one. I do free five-minute story brand reviews about a dozen a week. Anybody who wants me to look at their website. And the number one thing that I see are call to action problems, but I'm always sort of Uh, pleasantly surprised by that because it's the easiest thing to fix. And so it's a two minute fix. If you go in and and just make sure that it's really clear that few things that I see most often in those reviews is that the call to action is just buried too deep. Imagine walking into a store, having all your stuff being geared up, bought into the product, but just not knowing where to give your money. And you're saying someone take my money and just getting confused and fed up or even feeling a little bit embarrassed. And so I see that all the time. And it's such a tragedy, right? Like it is cringeworthy whenever you see it because you're like, no, no, no. You've been missing out for years now. Like, and, and this is a really, really simple fix. So what are some of your favorite calls to action that you frequently use and see that work for so that our listeners have an idea of, you know, what could they change and put on their website? I mean, as simple as buy now, shop now, if you're e-commerce, retail, Um, if you're in the service-based industry, I see schedule a call a lot, um, schedule a free consult. Sometimes, you know, in the nonprofit space, it's it's donate, give now, make a difference. The restorednetwork.org is a great nonprofit that that I partnered with who works with foster care families in Illinois. And they actually had three distinct audiences. They had foster families, they had volunteers and donors. And so we did a call to action that was respond now, which dropped down to this great section where the audience could choose their adventure and go to a page that was specifically designed for them. So they could then choose, start the fostering process, become a volunteer, give now, and the calls to action were more targeted. Got it. So the calls to action were really evident, prominent, and we're leading people to go to a landing page where probably that landing page has its own story and its own brand script geared for that specific audience. One of my favorite clients is Mike Staff Productions, MikeStaff.com. He's a wedding service provider out of Michigan, and he does wedding photography, videography, and DJ services. And he came to us because he had a, a site with a lot of content. It was really meaningful, helpful for couples. But his audience was getting lost in it. He had more than 100 pages on his site. And he found that his audience was going directly into learning about photography only or learning about DJ services only. But the real value of his product is that he could package those things together, not only as a cost savings, but also uh, to deliver a better final product. We took a look at his site and we uh, were able to, if you go out to MikeStaff.com, you'll see one of the key changes we made is by obnoxiously placing his his call to action all over his site. So it's a bright orange button that says request pricing. It's everywhere, no matter where you are. And then the follow-up to that was so critical. Once you click that, we created a proposal for him that was customized for each client. And it really helped to streamline how his audience was consuming his content in a way that made sense for them and really told that story of the importance of packaging his products together. He actually saw 
an increase of seven and a half percent leads. He increased his conversions from already it was industry leading at 20% to around 25%. And he increased his sales by client, which is one of my favorite numbers because it, it really represents that they are now buying more. So they're packaging yeah. more together. Was his intent of having that great call to action and that great follow through by 12 and a half percent. He reduced his buying cycle from 23 days to 13 days. So he saved money, he's earning more per client, and his clients are getting a better experience. Unreal. Unreal. Really fun to watch. And of course, as a guide, that's exactly what you're hoping for and what you're wanting. And so your call to action that I heard that every single listener needs to take today is to obnoxiously put the call to action everywhere. People are resistant to that because they don't want to feel pushy. They don't want to feel like they are asking too much of people because they don't want to turn them off. But really, people are scanning, right? Like That's all people are doing. They're just looking for information that might be relevant to their survival and thriving. And so when they scan and they see over and over and over and over again what you want them to do, they will actually do it. The story brand framework teaches us to set up a website. We're peaking curiosity at the top, and then we're giving them a little bit more, giving them a little bit more. We don't know when they're actually going to be ready to buy. We we build it for all different kinds of audiences with different kinds of interest levels. And so no matter where they are in the process, we want to give them that action so that, yeah, it's really crystal clear and it's ready for anyone at any time. Everyone out there, take Angie's advice. Be obnoxious about the call to action. Put it everywhere and make sure it's crystal clear. Thank you, Angie. Oh, thanks, April. It's always a pleasure. You are going to now obnoxiously put your call to action everywhere. And if you need help figuring out what your direct call to action is or what your transitional call to action should be in your marketing, you can go to hire a StoryBrand certified marketing guide like Angie by going to marketingmadesimple.com. They will be able to show you how to clarify your message and create calls to action that work. I love it. I'm so excited for people to take these and actually apply them to their marketing because this can make a huge difference. Now is the time to apply everything you learned with this week's actionable step. So this is just a practical step from today's conversation that you can immediately use to shape your marketing and clarify your message. Go to mystorybrand.com. That's mystorybrand.com and use the online brand script, which the brand script is just your roadmap through all the parts of the story brand framework. So by filling out your brand script shows you in one place how each part of the framework applies to your business. So go to mystorybrand.com and open up your own brand script so you can follow along with us. In the section that says call to action, there are two spaces for you to fill out the direct call to action and the transitional call to action. So in the direct call to action, what I want you to do is write down what is the direct call to action that is going to be on your website? Is it buy now, shop now, get an appointment, get registered? What is it? And just put it there and you want one. 
You don't want 20 different calls to action. You don't want people to feel confused. You want one call to action that is clear and obvious and that you are going to put everywhere. Then under the transitional call to action, I'm going to give you a brainstorming assignment here. I want you to come up with three titles for lead generating PDFs that you can create. Three titles that have something like five mistakes you're making or three tips on how to get ahead or four things that are going to make you stand out in the crowd. Something that people can immediately read and say, oh, this is going to be valuable to me. You know, for some of us, this is actually really hard because asking somebody to buy from us feels vulnerable. There is a, an opportunity for them to reject us, right? We are putting ourselves out there and they may say no. They may say no to this, but here's the thing. When you shy away from having a strong call to action, what you're actually saying is, I don't believe my product has the ability to solve your problems. When your calls to actions are weak, you actually position your product as weak. And so if you believe, if you actually believe that your product or service has the ability to solve people's problems, I believe it's your responsibility to put it out there. I believe it is your responsibility to say it's time to move forward into relationship. Call people to action because you know that their life is going to be better after they buy your product or service. So it is your responsibility. And in fact, I would say it is a way you can serve your customer. By being confident and calling them to action and asking for the sale, you are serving them. So don't be afraid. I know it's hard. I know it's vulnerable, but be strong in your calls to action. And not only will you make more sales, but your customer's life will be better off once they use your product or service. That is all for this week's episode of Marketing Made Simple. Thanks so much for listening and believing like us that your marketing should be easy and it should work. Subscribe to Marketing Made Simple wherever you listen to podcasts and don't forget to rate and review the show, letting us know how these tips are clarifying your message and growing your business. Can't wait to see you next week. Hey, you cannot stop me. You cannot stop me. Go.